0: It's time to go under the hood with the Indy Fuel. Ah! Welcome to another edition of Under the Hood with the Indy Fuel. I am the broadcast voice of the Fuel, Andrew Smith. It's been a while since we've done a podcast. The Fuel's recent month on the road, as well as the Thanksgiving holiday and two midweek games last week, put us on pause for a little bit, but we're back with the podcast and we've got a lot of exciting content planned for you in the next few weeks. We come to you in the midst of another busy stretch for the Fuel. After beating Kansas City 4 to nothing on Tuesday, December 10th, the Fuel are back in action for three straight games this weekend. They host the Toledo Walleye at 7.05 p.m. Thursday, December 12th for All-You-Can-Eat Night. Unlimited hot dogs, popcorn, and many more items at the concession stand. With the price of your tickets, it's the first All-You-Can-Eat Night Thursday against the Toledo Walleye at 7.05 p.m. Then on Saturday, the Fuel return home for their annual teddy bear toss game, one of the best nights of the year, as the Fuel take on Kalamazoo at 6.05 p.m. Bring a new teddy bear to toss onto the ice after the Fuel score their first goal. Last year, we collected 6,022 teddy bears, which were donated to the RTV6 toy drive. Get your tickets now at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum box office at all Ticketmaster outlets and online at IndyFuelHockey.com. Two of the most popular promotions we have. Teddy Bear Toss on Saturday at 6.05 and All You Can Eat on Thursday at 7.05 p.m. In between, the Fuel will travel to Toledo on Friday night as well. So it's another 3-3 and and a 4-5 for the Fuel this week. But they get a chance to breathe a little bit after this week with just two games the following weekend. It's been a busy week for the Fuel as they've had a lot of roster movement, and we'll get to those moves here in just a little bit. But we do have another weekend review podcast for you as we look back at the cap to what's been a really busy stretch for Indy. They entered Thanksgiving having played 10 games in 17 days. And going into the Thanksgiving holiday, they had dropped a series of one-goal games in a row. But coming out of the holiday, they capped off that 10-games-and-17-day stretch with two wins that has touched off a run of four wins in the last five games for the Fuel, including a dominating 6 nothing victory over the Maine Mariners and a 4-2 to victory over the Worcester Railers. To cap off a northeastern road trip and close out that 10-games-and-17-day stretch, Every single one of those 10 games had some pretty significant travel afterwards. Last week, the Fuel returned home to face the Cincinnati Cyclones in a two-game set. Tuesday night, the Fuel had a great start, dominating the first period and scoring on Dylan McLaughlin's wrist shot. Darian Ploof to take the draw for the Fuel in the right-wing circle. He's in between Noel and Kirker. Fuel went at Kirker out to the point. Here's a
1: shot from McLaughlin, scores! Dylan McLaughlin was just stick-handling at the point. Found an opening and a ripped one into the top shelf—a power play goal for Dylan McLaughlin
2: just seven seconds in, and the Fuel lead it one to nothing. The goal is going to go to Dylan McLaughlin, but look at Sam Kirker in front of the net. This is a—I mean, this is just a wrister at the net, not overly hard, but Sam Kirker camped out in front. I'm not sure Romeo ever even got a good look at this. Kind of flashes the blocker there at the end, but. Darian Ploof then
0: made it two to nothing midway through the second hopping off the bench and ripping a shot past Sean Romeo.
1: And make that Watson he loses the puck but gets it back. Feeding Ploof coming off the bench he scores. Darian Ploof up the left side came off the bench took the cross ice feed and ripped it past Romeo. The fuel lead to two
2: to nothing. Ever since that power play it's been all of fuel they didn't score on the power play but they got some momentum from it and how about the backhand pass from Spencer Watson walked off the wall to the middle didn't have an option what did he do he cut back and Darian Plouffe coming off the bench such a tough play if you're in your own zone defending it's man on man in a lot of different scenarios and your guy leaves the ice surface And another new guy comes on. That's really difficult to defend. Ploof comes off the bench completely unmarked. The Fuel had a
0: number of near misses to extend the lead. And unfortunately, Cincinnati rallied for three goals in the third, including two in the final five minutes. And a couple of crazy bounces that went the Cyclones way as well as they went on to win 3-2. to But two nights later, the Fuel really had a chance to bounce back. They felt like they had played well on Tuesday, but just didn't quite get the balances and the finish they wanted, but they found themselves in exactly the same spot. Another well-played, close-checking game saw the teams tied going into the second period. That's when Nathan Knoll collected a loose puck in his own zone and was off to the races.
1: Mitchell takes the puck away, sent back to Bissau, and it's not free Here's an opportunity for Noel. Partial breakaway from the blue line in. Cuts in a goal and scores! Nathan Knoll gives the Fuel a one nothing lead. As the puck came free to him at the line, the defenseman closed as Noel got to the goal, but he was able to poke it through the five-hole of Lukanen, and Indy has a one-to-nothing edge.
2: Well, this is the definition of defense to offense: being in a good spot in your own zone.
0: Midway through the third, Dylan McLaughlin again got to the puck and fired a wrist shot on the power play to give the Fuel a two-to-nothing edge. Watson leaves for Texiera. At
1: the right point, he'll walk the line to the center point. Over to the left side for McLaughlin. He turns, shoots, and scores! Dylan McLaughlin with a wrist shot from the left wing circle. His second power play goal in as many games and the Fuel lead it 2 to nothing.
2: Great faceoff. Great movement on the power play in the offensive zone. And another goal for the Fuel. This one's on the man advantage. Takes Shearer to McLaughlin. Look at Coughlin right out in front of the net. And I'll tell you what, partner, if Coughlin's not there, Lukanen's got that puck. He's not going to let that pass him. Even
0: though Cincinnati's Mason Mitchell answered not long after on the power play, ending a string of 17 consecutive penalty kills for the fuel, goaltender Charles Williams made it stand up. He stopped 14 shots in the third period and 31 in the game in a 2-1 fuel
1: victory. Johnson feeds Schultz partial breakaway he shoots glove save made by Williams as Schultz was heading right down Main Street hut tried to go high glove and Williams made the save here comes into the other way Thompson into the slot backhand for Osi Pavi tips it on goal but a great save made by Lucan and he covers up back to Angeli one timer from the center point blocked by Blue Angeli with it puts it back in front looking for Schultz in the back door it went over his stick Schultz out to the point for Mitchell with five seconds to the right wing circle. Shoot, save made. Rebound comes into the corner with two, with one. There's the horn, the fuel win. The Indy Fuel survive an onslaught from Cincinnati in the final seconds. Charles Williams makes 31 saves, and the Fuel knock off the Cyclones two to one at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum tonight.
2: That's a gutsy
0: performance in the third period from the Fuel. That's yours truly, and nickel check on all the play-by-play calls from Fuel Home Action this season. Indy backed that up with a four-to-nothing victory Tuesday in Kansas City, moving the Fuel to three and zero against the Mavericks this season. Charles Williams made thirty-two saves for his second shutout and the third Fuel shutout of the season. Bobby McIntyre, talented goal and an assist. Liam Coughlin and Sam Kirk are both scored in the power play. And Darian Plouf scored a third period goal. Spencer Watson had two assists and now has an 11-game scoring streak. He has three goals and 11 assists in that stretch and is now seventh in the league in scoring with 27 points in 22 games. As we mentioned, the Fuel have had a lot of roster movement, a lot of it good. Four players were called up to Rockford last week. Captain Matthew Thompson, winger Dylan McLaughlin, and Dmitri Osipov and Benny Owds, the two defensemen, all called up to the Hawks. All four were in action Tuesday in a 2-1 victory over Milwaukee, in which former Fuel netminder Kevin Lonkinen set an AHL record with 55 saves. Ben Yowds had two assists, including a helper on the overtime winner, and Dmitry Osipov dropped the gloves into the contest. Because of the fact that the Fuel saw so many players move on, Alex Router was acquired in trade from Rapid City. He had 43 points in 62 games last season, mostly with the Wheeling Nailers. He had four goals and two assists in 18 games with a rush this year. The Fuel also received Matt Schmalz in a trade from Worcester to complete the deal for Dante Salaturo earlier this year. Schmalz had 12 points in 19 games with the Railers this season. Two years ago, he had 23 goals for the Manchester Monarchs. Also, fifth-round pick Mikhail Hakkarainen was reassigned by the Blackhawks from Rockford to Indy. The forward is in his first year of a three-year entry-level NHL contract, and he was a fifth-round pick of the Blackhawks in 2018. He had 47 points in 42 USHL games for Muskegon last season and has played one game in the AHL for the IceHogs. This year. Also, goaltender Chase Marchand was placed on injured reserve last Wednesday and Gordy DeFeel activated. He has dressed the last couple of games, backing up Charles Williams for the fuel. As is often the case on these Week in Review podcasts, we have the opportunity to meet with Fuel players on game nights, and we always enjoy bringing you our intermission interviews on the podcast because so many of you are at the games and a request to hear those intermission conversations. Our first guest is Dylan McLaughlin. He's really been tearing it up since coming to Indy with seven goals and six assists in 12 ECHL games, and his disruptive speed has made life miserable for opposing teams. He was recalled to Rockford over the weekend and was in action Tuesday night for the Ice Hawks. McLaughlin is a rookie from Lancaster, New York, who started at Canisius College. There he was teammates with Fuel goaltender Charles Williams. He was a Hobie Baker finalist as a junior when he tallied 48 points in 37 games. He was also a point-of-game player last season with Canisius before signing with the Ice Hawks. Here is our conversation with Dylan McLaughlin. We're joined by Indy Fuel forward Dylan McLaughlin before tonight's game against the Cincinnati Cyclones, and first of all, Dylan, uh, you've really played well here since coming to Indy. Uh, Just kind of describe how uh, things have been for you since you've been a part of this team.
3: Yeah, it's been awesome. I mean, all the guys have been great to me. Uh, It seems like uh, my line's been playing pretty well, getting some chemistry with Tomer and Nolsey there, so... Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely enjoying my time so far.
0: What's it like playing with Matthew Thompson and having him as your center?
3: Yeah, he's a, he's a great player. He's reliable in every area of the game, so it's easy to play with a guy like that who just knows where to be. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely. Uh, I feel like we're starting to click a little bit here.
0: You come, you get a goal. I, I believe right away when you came here in your first game in Indy. How much of a boost was that to get that first pro goal?
3: Yeah, I mean it was it was obviously nice. Out yeah, uh, felt like maybe it was a uh, while coming, so mm-hmm. it was it was nice to finally get that you
0: know yeah uh, describe what the road trip was uh, was like you spent a lot of time on the road the last couple of weeks uh, is it really good for uh, spending some time together and get to know the guys
3: yeah those trips are great i mean they're long and you're on the bus for a long time but uh i mean it's like you said it's great to be with all the guys you build chemistry and get to know each other a little bit more and stuff and as a new guy for me it was nice to spend time with all the guys and see what everyone's like, so yeah, it was, it was a couple long road trips, but it was a good time.
0: One thing that's been evident from watching you play so far is your speed is really disruptive. You know, How important is that in your game?
3: Yeah, I mean, I always try to keep my feet moving, you know, I mean, that's one area where I feel like I can help the team out is just using my speed a little bit and just uh, playing at a fast pace, so yeah. Okay
1: go back to your college career
0: you're a hobie baker finalist as a junior how special was that to you to be up for such a big honor
3: yeah that was a, that was a huge honor for sure i mean i mean we all work so hard for at what we do so it was good uh it's good to have that recognition but i mean i couldn't do it with all my teammates and stuff and followed in charles's uh uh footsteps he was uh there the year before me, and he was a finalist there, so it was pretty cool. Yeah.
0: So, is it nice to have an opportunity to play with Charles and people you played with in college again? Yeah,
3: Charles is an unreal guy, so it was uh, it was nice to it's nice to play with him again and just talk to him, see what he's up to, and all that stuff. And he's a great goalie, so uh, it's nice to be with him again.
0: And then last year, uh, how much did the year you had in college really propel you to getting an opportunity to sign an AHL contract?
3: Yeah, I mean, we were our coaches over there. Kanishas were awesome. They're, I mean, they they want us to be great at the next level. So I mean, they 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 did whatever it takes for all of us to get to that next level. So yeah, it was it was a good experience for me for sure.
0: Okay, you're on a three-game scoring streak. and How important were those two games that you had? <laughs> to end the road trip to kind of propel you into this week here?
3: Yeah, that, those were huge games for the team. I mean, obviously we we had that stretch of games where we weren't winning. We felt like we were playing good hockey, but we we had some things that we had to clean up, and we cleaned them up over those two games. So it was, uh, it was nice to put in a full 60 minutes of those games and get those wins for sure. Thanks a lot, Don. Good to Yeah, thank you. It.
0: It's Indy Fuel forward Dylan McLaughlin. Our next conversation is with Darian Plouffe. Darian had a big goal for the Fuel last Tuesday and then scored again this Tuesday in Kansas City. Plouffe won the Kelly Cup as a rookie with Newfoundland last year. He missed a lot of time early this year with the Fuel with an injury, but he's been very good since returning with five goals and five assists in 12 games. The Ontario native is in his second professional season after a successful career at Niagara University. Here is our conversation with Darian Plouffe. We're joined by Indy Fuel for Darian Plouffe prior to tonight's game against the Cincinnati Cyclones. And uh, first of all, Darian, going to assist last game, just kind of describe uh, what it was like to get back home and then really uh, personally have a pretty good game.
4: Uh, It's always nice to play on home ice, obviously. Uh, We had a long stretch there, Uh, too long road trips, going out to Florida and then all the way out to uh, Adirondack in New York, there, but uh, playing at home is a uh, is a different kind of feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously there's more energy, you feed off the fans more, and all that stuff. So being at home is uh, really nice. And then personally, to come back from injury and you know get a couple of feet or games on my feet
0: and uh, have some success it's nice but uh, hopefully we we'll get the win tonight. when you're out a couple of weeks what's that like are you just spending a lot of time rehabbing and just trying to get back on the
4: ice uh, it's tough uh, obviously you want to be out there helping the team as much as you can um, uh, but you know you can cheer them on uh, when they're playing uh, you're rehabbing as much as you can uh, personally I had an injury where I could uh, still skate so mm-hmm. I was skating a lot uh, but I wasn't able to touch pucks so that was tough Um a lot of bag skates and, you know, trying to stay in shape. Uh, so when I come back, uh, be ready to go. But, uh, yeah, for the most part, uh, it was good from our, you know, coaching staff and all that stuff uh, to keep me in shape.
0: It's kind of the hallmark of this team is you've had a lot of injuries. You've had a lot of guys out of the lineup because of that. But it seems like when somebody comes into the lineup, they contribute immediately. And is that really the the mo of this team is that it's just next man up yeah i i'd say so uh everyone
4: in our room can play mm-hmm. um it's just uh whoever's ready to go uh you know gets that opportunity and they they take it uh we've had several people come you know in and out of the lineup and you know be a big big impact so um it's just whoever gets the opportunity i i think can run with it I'd describe the type of game you try to play I'm a two-way forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, I play both ends of the ice. It doesn't matter what role you want me to play, I can uh, step in and fill that role.
0: You're, um, you came here this off-season uh, after winning the Kelly Cup last mm-hmm. year. Uh, what was it that drew you to Indy? Uh, I think it was more uh,
4: Coach Coach mm-hmm. Christian, to be honest. Um, he uh, he called me up. He called me several times actually in the off-season. I uh, said, "Come here. You'll get a great opportunity—not uh, only to play, but uh, you know, maybe get a chance to the next level, which uh, drew a lot of attention." And obviously, he said that uh, we had another chance, you know, to win. So, um, coming here and you know, hopefully, being able to win—that'd be uh, that'd be great. What was it like to win a championship as a rookie last year? Uh, it was special. Uh, I didn't expect, you know, that to happen. Obviously, I knew we had a really good team. Uh, talked about it all year you know just growing and just continuing obviously when it happened it happened and uh honestly it's hard to put into words well when you do win but uh, it was a great feeling
0: it was kind of one of those special feelings uh, special teams that as the year went on you kept winning you kept playing well then was there a moment where you felt like we could do this
4: I, yeah i think right when playoffs hit we all just kind of looked at each other in the room and just we knew we just kind of had that feeling like hey we could, we have a chance here mm-hmm. um, and we just ran with it you know uh, we got fortunate balances here and there obviously you need that to get a little mm-hmm. luck to win
0: um, but yeah. Right when playoffs started. I know uh, Doug said uh, last year whoever won your series was probably going to win the championship and that happened, but uh, what was it like playing against his teams and now you've got uh, a lot of guys you've played against now in the same room with you? Uh, at first it was weird, I'm not going to lie.
4: Uh, competing against those guys, uh, they're all good hockey players, so uh, you know, being uh, able to play with them now is, uh, is awesome. Uh, playing against Doug and his team, it was... Uh, it was tough. They were a really good squad. Uh, I agree with what you said. Whoever probably won that series is probably going to win it all.
0: You came, you know, talk about how your college career kind of helped prepare you for the pros, especially coming back from an injury that you suffered during your career. Uh, it played a big part. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you
4: know, not even becoming a, like as a hockey player, but as a person, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I matured a lot from freshman year all the way to senior year as, a, as an individual. So, Uh, Just having that stepping stone uh, really uh, translated into the pros. What are your goals for the rest of the year here? Uh, I want to win again. Yeah, Yeah, That's that's the main goal.
0: Um, So I'm going to do whatever it takes. Once you've tasted it, you want to get it again, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. And that's our chat with Indy Fuel forward Darian Plouffe. Before that, you heard from Dylan McLaughlin on this week's edition of Under the Hood with the Indy Fuel. Again, a busy stretch coming up for the Fuel Thursday night. It is all-you-can-eat night, 7.05, face-off against the Toledo Walleye. Friday, the Fuel travel to Toledo. Saturday night, it's teddy bear toss night at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum. 6.05, the puck drops, the Fuel take on the Kalamazoo Wings. It's the first time we will see the K-Wings at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum this season. Make sure you bring a new teddy bear, toss it onto the ice after the Fuel score their first goal. All Bears will be donated to the RTV6 Toy Drive. Again, next Saturday as well, the 21st, a peek ahead. It's Game of Fire and Ice Night. Pick your house and watch the Fuel defend it as the Fuel play 605 on Saturday, the 21st. You can get your tickets for all Indy Fuel home games at all Ticketmaster Outlets, IndieFuelHockey.com, and the Indiana Farmers Coliseum box office. Of course, we have the broadcast of all 72 games on ECHL.tv, and Nick Olchek and I have the broadcast of all 36 home games right here on IndieFuelHockey.com slash radio, as well as on ECHL.tv. Thanks for joining us on this trip under the hood with the Indy Fuel. I am the broadcast voice of the fuel, Andrew Smith. We'll see you at the rink. Thanks for going under the hood with the Indy Fuel. For more, keep visiting IndyFuelHockey.com.